Welcome to Planting Hope, a podcast of the Treasuring Christ Together Church Planting Network. You can find out more about our network of churches at tctnetwork.org. My name is Dana Cordell, and I'm the wife of Sean Cordell, a TCT director, a church planter, and a pastor of Treasuring Christ Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm beginning a series of podcasts and interviews with other ladies in our network with the hopes of encouraging and uplifting other sisters to treasure Christ and to put our hope in Him. Um, My husband and I have been part of the TCT network since its beginning, and recently several other ladies in the network have come together in hopes of encouraging other church planting wives to press on in ministry. As our network um, is growing, we're meeting more and more women who are hungry for help and hope. We've sought to care for wives through a few national phone calls where women were able to join us via Zoom encouragement as well share on topics they have requested. And this is where the idea of creating a series in conjunction with the already established TCT podcast came into play. So Planting Hope is a podcast geared towards wives with the goal of encouraging other ministry and church planting wives. So welcome to the very first Planting Hope podcast. And today I am thrilled to be chatting with my friend, Abby Kane, about the topic of friendships and loneliness in ministry. Welcome, Abby. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Abby, can you just begin by sharing just a little bit about you, your church, anything you want to share just kind of as an intro? Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. It's yeah. Uh, it's pretty exciting. I'm so glad you're doing it. So we um, have been, so Tim and I, my husband, Tim Kane and I um, were residents with Bethlehem Baptist um, starting out the TCT um, network in 2008. And then we moved to um, outside San Diego in 2009 and started our church, Kaleo Church, El Cajon. Um, in 2009, and we have three kiddos. Um, Tayla is 13, Malachi is six, and we have a nine-month-old Seth. Um, and each of them have very different um, adoption stories. So we're very grateful for um, being able to parent them, and mm-hmm. um, and very grateful for our church. Um, yeah, we we love our church. And um, God has been definitely gracious along the way in the last 12 years. So it's been a wow, rich journey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We always joke. When do you stop calling yourself a church plant? I know, right? right. <laughs> when you're 12 years old, I guess yeah. we're a church now. <laughs> yeah. I think we're always planters, always planters. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Abby, for uh, coming today and just sharing with us. And so I want to introduce just a little bit about why we're talking about this um, topic today of friendships and loneliness in ministry. And so by way of introduction to our conversation, I recently read an article um, from the Gospel Coalition that quoted a Lifeway research study. Uh, saying that a pastor's spouse is more likely to feel lonely and without close friends than other people in their congregation. It said 69% said that they have very few people that they can confide with about really important matters in their lives. Hmm. 55% say they don't have enough relationships where they feel that they can be themselves. And the author of this article said, consider those words. 
-hmm. very few people, Mm -hmm. important matters, being able to be yourself and just let that land on you. Mm -hmm. And um, personally, I remember on my own wedding day, I was told by another pastor's wife that I would not have any close friendships in the church as a pastor's wife. Mm. She said this to me on my wedding day. And Mm -hmm. though my wedding day, of course, was a big day of celebration, that comment really stuck with me through the years because now as, as I've been in ministry for 20 years, I look back and I just see this woman with great pain opening herself up in such yeah. a vulnerable way. And I remember thinking, is that really true? Like, yeah. I remember at that day, I was like, oh my goodness. And so, but I think, you know, she was in her own way trying to prepare me for a reality that she had felt over the years. And I can honestly say that through our years of ministry, I've had some really great friendships. Then I've had some seasons of intense loneliness. Mm-hmm. And the more that I begin to talk to pastor's wives and church planters' wives, the more I see that this isn't something that's just rare. It's actually something that many, many feel and, and is shared by many. So, but the assumption of many church members is that pastor's wives would never feel this way and that we're always busy caring for people. And I've had so many people say, oh, I would think that you were in someone's house every night of the week. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not the reality. So So I guess just to open us up, I'd love to hear your thoughts a little bit is what do you think causes pastor's wives to feel this sense of loneliness? And do you feel like close relationships and friendships are a reality for pastor's wives? What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, (laughs) I think that we could talk about this for like an hour. Right. Um, (laughs) I do. I really do think that they, um, can be a reality for us. And, um, when we were first starting to plant, I was just constantly hearing, don't make friends in the church. Mm -hmm. Don't have friendships. It's too dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's too risky. Um, and just words of warning constantly. And it didn't sit right with me necessarily because I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, this, I mean, the church, the church is, what's eternal the church is what you know the gates of hell aren't going to prevail against it like this is Mm -hmm. if there's ever a place to invest ourselves and take risk and lay our hearts out there the church has to be it you know that's where um, God's made so many promises and I really feel like the one another in scripture um are a sweet gift, not only to all the other women in our church, but to us. I think it's the church is, um, you know, meant to be a special place for our ladies and, and God has designed it to be a gift to us as well that we can, you know, Mm. really be a part of and open ourselves up to. So yes, but I think it comes with a lot of disclaimers and it does come Mm. with risks. Um, but risks that are so worth it. Um, yeah, mm. the risks of love. So I guess that's my short answer. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's beautiful. And just thinking about the bride of Christ and like just how viewing the church as the bride of Christ, uh, seeing that love that Jesus has for the church just mm. helps us understand mm. it is worth the risk, right? Yeah. yeah. So why do you feel like, uh, what could be some of the reasons that pastors' wives might end up feeling a sense of loneliness? Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I think that it depends on our, our church's culture. For 
you know, um, Mm -hmm. if we're held on a pedestal, um, have this Mm -hmm. idea that we have to have the the leader mode on all the time um, Mm -hmm. and kind of have that distance of, you know, um, I don't want to, I don't know, superior maybe, or Mm -hmm. um, I think that can be a temptation for sure. I think it does come with a lot of challenges and temptations. And um, so I think Mm -hmm. that could be dangerous. I'm at Kaleo. I'm so grateful. Um, We have these smaller discipleship groups that are, you know, three or four, sometimes five ladies that we meet weekly. We share life, we share sin. We have that open, um, just relationship with each other where we can really speak truth and confess and encourage each other with the gospel. And I feel like over the years for me personally, that has been, um, it kind of hasn't let me get away with not being real. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. open, like you, yep. gotta, you gotta just come out with it. Like there's no hiding, no pretending, no performing. Um, you are who you are. And so I feel like that's been a gift um, for me personally and a challenge. Um, but yeah, I think that we can be fearful of um, what people will do with us as mm-hmm. they know us. Um, yeah. I remember early on when we started, God just kind of set this lady in our church. We were really small, like maybe in the 50s. And this lady was so persistent with me in asking all these really personal, direct <laughs> questions, like really persistent. And I was really freaked out. I was like, all right, hold on. What's your motives? Where are we going with this? Are you safe? You know, it was all right. those fears of just like, what are you going to do with this? Because um, are you going to gossip about it? Um, yeah. And I this was in the first couple years of the church. And I remember thinking, I need to figure this out because we have a long journey ahead of us. (laughs) Right. um, And I think God just really, really pressed into my heart. Like you are fully known by me, completely known more than any woman can ever, you know, try Mm. to find out about you and you're safe. Everything about you is safe with me. Mm. I've loved you for better, for worse, all the sin, all the muck, I see it and I love it. And just really seeing him as um, like a covering over me and whatever, you know, people know about me and is exposed and um, failures, shortcomings, weaknesses, God knows it already. And he's Mm -hmm. stewarding that information and he's going to allow what comes of it to come of it. And I'm already saved. So it kind of helped combat the self-protective um temptation Mm. you know of just not wanting to be you know exposed um so Mm. yeah I think there's just the trust you know can I trust you like this feels Mm. um I think for me pride has been a big Mm -hmm. challenge like um Mm -hmm. yeah right Yeah. I like, uh, just how you were saying it just landed on me, just the security, like your security is not in others. Of course, Mm -hmm. our security is in Christ. Mm -hmm. And when we're hidden under him, Mm -hmm. we have the safety 
mm-hmm. uh, to be to be real. And I do think that there still has to be, you know, that that discernment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can tell sometimes when someone's asking a question for information, and then you, you yeah. can also tell when people are asking questions because they truly care. They want to know you. They want to pray for you. Yeah. They want to encourage you. And I think that that's a it's just a spirit uh, wisdom work that yeah. is 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 tricky sometimes. But I think the Lord, you know, I just really appreciate that freedom sharing just about the security in Christ yeah. and being fully known by him. Like that is an anchor. Absolutely. So absolutely. Thank you for that. So just talk to me for a second. Like how have you experienced uh, different friendships in your church? You were talking about this small group mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just maybe, can you give some ladies some contexts um, in their own churches maybe, or, or their lives of where friendships might occur? Like where mm-hmm. and how does this happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of on the, on the, what we were just saying, um, a huge, a huge thing that Tim and I have talked about over the years is, um, like you were saying with the discernment and having the Holy spirit, just kind of give wisdom Mm -hmm. and where you kind of lift the veil more with people and where you may just, um, you know, we say not being driven relationally by other people's demand because they want to know more about us, but, Mm -hmm. Like, just because they want to know more about us doesn't mean that we have to be driven to be vulnerable in that context. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's huge. Like, because um, I'm not really answering your last question, but I will. No, say. no, no. <laughs> no, I think that that's actually really great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been incredibly helpful just giving the um, kind of boundaries and freeing to have boundaries and not feel like it's selfish or self-protective or, um, you know, getting complicated by our own junk, but just knowing that when people are going to be friends with leaders and their Mm. wives, that carries a whole gamut of temptations for them too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have in this, I have a new friend just this year that, um, we became friends through our kids playing together and, she has just been an absolute gem. Um, and we have really candid conversations about what it's like for her to be friends with me as a pastor's wife and how she had to check herself and her motives and um, just the temptation to, am I going to be looking for affirmation, mm-hmm. approval, validation, reputation, like all those heart idols in her, she had to be like, what are my motives in wanting to be Abby's friend. And, um, I think keeping that in mind, like as we're, you know, starting out a new friendship with someone in our church, like just knowing they're probably processing their own temptations and giving them, you know, freedom to do that and being careful with them as well. Um, but my friendships, God, was so he just I don't know knew what I needed we started the church with my sister in it so that's just like a ready-made like are you kidding me why would you right right nice yeah and just that person that you know is always gonna have your back um is on just sweet provision and total grace um and you know where you can just be like um (laughs) 
completely cut loose and be involved. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Um, she probably but, knows more about you than yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And can call me out. Yeah. So helpful. So yeah, my sister being in the church with us early on was just a sweet gift. And then there was an older woman um, that was with us from day one and she won't appreciate that I called her older woman, but, um, (laughs) she is that one that you just know the Holy spirit is just like, this one is one of the very few. She will not be a gossip. She will not, Mm. you know, be divisive. She will be prayerful. She will be, um, truthful. You know, it's so rare. Mm. I think some of the loneliness can be who is going to put me in my place? Who is going to, you know, Mm. tell me like, you're out of line. Hey, sister, come on, you know? And, um, so she has been that for me over the years and, um, has grieved with us, has, um, cheered us on. So she is a huge gift and provision. Um, I think Mm. that, with friends in the church, it's huge just to really trust that God um, is for us in it and he will provide just what we need in any given season and just kind of Mm. hanging our hat on that. Like he's not withholding a dear friend out, out of meanness if we feel like we don't have that at a certain time. I think that's really good. You know, some of the friendships I know that you were talking about, you had met some, a friend even through, you know, uh, sports, I guess, with your kids Mm or, or playing, or maybe, you know, some people have other connections. So I do think that, yeah, we can have, I think we need to intentionally relationships with it. Sometimes uh, we want to hide away from those things um, Mm -hmm. for lots of the things we've talked about already, the fears and Mm-hmm. all those different things, but also don't limit God to only relationships within the church because mm-hmm. he uses his people. Um, and there's oftentimes God might bring someone else into your life that can end up being a good friend. But um, I don't, I, I think that it's just really beautiful to just be reminded um, that the church is God's network of care. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then a network uh, like TCT, um, <laughs> you know, I think you know, and I'll, I'll share a little bit more in some other podcasts just about how TCT has just been so great for us. Um, I always say they're our tribe. Like, it's just really great when we're together. Uh, you just feel mm-hmm. really known. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's really great. Um, so I would love for just us to end a little bit, just maybe you speaking to the loneliness Mm-hmm. Um, that some of the ladies have felt maybe if, if you have something you want to share about your own uh, journey mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. offering some, some encouragement to women mm-hmm. who maybe have felt this way. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I am most lonely when I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In the church, because I think, you know, you have this, this vision of the church being, you know, where you grieve together, you weep together, you rejoice together. And I can be fine, you know, rejoicing with sisters, celebrating with them. Um, I am less selective in even sharing my own sin that I feel more free with than sharing my sadness. Mm -hmm. So over the past few years, that's been something that I've really had to try at. And um, because when you, I have tried, you know, and if it 
hasn't gone well, then, Mm -hmm. and you don't have the capacity for, oh man, you really sucked at that. (laughs) (laughs) um, Okay. Try again. You know, it's hard to walk through that when, um, so yeah, for me, that's where I'm trying to grow in letting the church be the church to my soul and letting Mm -hmm. me be sad and open about sorrows and letting um, people in to encourage and come alongside me in that, um, which takes humility. It does. Um, Yeah. Showing weakness, showing need. Um, But I feel like those are, that's the ground for rich friendship to grow out of, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's been kind of my lonely space. And then also this is huge with the, the TCT network. Um, loneliness in having someone that gets ministry life Mm. and sees what you're doing and is saying good job you know like a proud mom and dad like you guys are doing it you're in it good job Mm. or that was really hard well done you know so there's been some loneliness um for me in that and that's where it's like you're with tct and you it, you just get it it just resonates and you can just look at each other and be like yeah yeah and then <laughs> yeah and then I feel like we go to retreat each year and you just are like we're here guys we made it another year <laughs> well done keep pushing on and even even like a space to be sad absolutely yeah. so what words of encouragement can you give to women who might be struggling right now yeah. With some loneliness. Um, well, I think about, I think about Jesus and <laughs> if anybody gets risk of relationship and risk of vulnerability and intimacy, you know, it's him. Like mm-hmm. talk about the disciples just being boneheads so many times. He's talking about how he's going to be killed and suffer mm-hmm. and be separated from the father and, he's going to the cross and they're going to talk about like their response, talk about a bad response to suffering. Who's the best among us? Who's the greatest? Yeah. Mm. That's like, are you kidding? Or Mm. he's getting ready to be arrested and taken away. And he asks his friend, just pray with me, please just pray with me. Uh, I'm in anguish of soul and they fall asleep. Like that's so lonely. And yet, he was like, this is, these are my people. We're, we're in this together and I'm going to the cross for this and for the joy set before me, for the joy of being in relationship with you guys, I'm going to do this. And he just gets it. You know, he just, um, Mm. weighed the cost of engaging in relationship on that level and, and went and suffered and, um, did not withhold himself and did not self-protect and um, completely yeah. had compassion. And um, and he did that to be our friend. Like, he understands all the challenges of ministry relationships. He gets it. And yeah. he, um, he says it's worth it because this is where I have bled and died. These are the people that I have covered you know, with my blood. And um, yeah, so if there's ever a place to just spend ourselves and open ourselves, um, I think about Paul um, and just lines from him, you know, I've opened wide my heart to you. 
mm-hmm. so that you know I that there's no obstacle um you're not restricted by by me um don't withhold your affections widen your hearts also and just kind of leading our people by going first in friendship and relationship mm. and and being willing to model it and um kind of create that culture for our ladies mm. yeah um, yeah yeah and even there's this um philippians 1 7 has just rocked me last month it's right for me to feel this way about you all the philippians because Mm. i hold you in my heart you are all partakers with me of grace that's Mm. so tender like he holds them in his heart we hold our people that god gives us for whatever season that they're with us in our hearts and they're partakers with us of grace as much grace as they need. We need that same grace. Right. Mm. And, um, and we can just be open about who we truly are before the throne of grace. We're right. all on even playing field before our father's feet, you know, covered by our savior's blood and his love and his protection. Um, yeah. So I just, I yearn for that, like, Paul's heart with his people, you know, mm. and, um, and just knowing that Jesus, Jesus has us. We're yeah. safe. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's beautiful. Um, thank you so, so much for this. Thank this you. has been so encouraging and I pray that whoever has been listening, that this has encouraged you to love the church and to keep your eyes on Jesus, um, who understood danger and risk with relationships mm-hmm. yet for the joy set before him, um, he loved us and, uh, that the church is worth the mm-hmm. risk. That is good. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Um, I really hope that, um, our listeners will tune in again for another, a chat um, on this Planting Hope podcast. And I pray that you all are encouraged to stay faithful in the Lord um, until we talk again. 